Hi there and welcome to the Movie Muse Action Movie World Cup Roundup. Not the catchiest of titles, but it does sum up exactly what we're going to be talking about in this video. I'm your host, Matt Corn, and joining me are Gordon Sinclair. Hello. And Simon Boggy Burton. Hello. So the Action Movie World Cup started back in July when we set up a new World Cup of Movies group in our Movie Muse Facebook page. And we started off by looking at the IMDb Top 100 Action Movies, which we filtered down to take out some of the more obscure ones. We then asked people to nominate other films to go into an eventual 128 movie elimination tournament. That took place over the last few months, gradually whittling things down until we got to our final. And during that period, we also came up with a way of ranking the top 10 action movies as voted by you guys on Facebook. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this video. We had over 11,000 votes in total, so thank you to everyone who did vote and thank you also to those of you who took the time to make comments and things on the videos. Uh, lots of dialogue going on, lots of arguments about the best action films and those that some people didn't think were the best. So again, thank you for everyone that participated. Also, lots of credit to Gordon. He was doing all the work behind the scenes, setting up all the ties each day, doing all the descriptions and logging all the results as well. So congratulations to him because I think it was definitely a big success. Gordon, have you got any thoughts about the tournament in general? Yeah, I think it was a success. It was a lot of work. Um, Facebook decided to change their polls um, system during the middle of it. So we went from these nice fancy um, polls with big images to, to small ones that needed manually ending. So every day I've had to post um, the final scores because the votes will continue afterwards so you can look back on some of the votes and see how they how they've changed since the end of the the poll and there's a couple of them that, that have actually changed result which is which is interesting if we'd have let them run um, a little bit longer maybe we'd have had a different result at the end of it so it's been it's been interesting um i've had a lot of fun three months is a long time i'm not sure we'd uh, we'd look to run one quite as big as this for for a while um certainly the next couple we've got planned are uh, shorter um shorter world cups um and i think that'll uh, hopefully keep up the interest and, and so people don't get a little bit too jaded by um by, by three months at a time so so yeah really successful um learned a lot from it and hopefully we can uh, bring that to the new ones so before we start with the top 10 rundown there's a couple of questions to ask and if you're watching this video on facebook or youtube please leave us a comment and let us know your answers to these two questions and the first question is, there was 10 films that obviously made it into the top 10, but there was another 118 films that were eliminated before they reached the top 10. Which film that didn't make the top 10 would you put into the top 10 and what would you replace it with? Now, this, this might be a bit predictable, but the film that I would have liked to have seen in the top 10 that didn't quite make it is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Yeah, everyone likes Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back is in there. But I just prefer the action in, in episode four, even though I actually probably prefer overall episode five. That sounds a bit weird, but no, I like it. And, you know, it's got the iconic scenes of the of Elmer Isley and it's got the, and the little bits of action dotted around. But then it's got the battle at the end, which is absolutely superb. It's it's the one that everyone remembers, the trench run and the uh, use the force loop and he turns his targeting computers off and it's. You know, it culminates in a Death Star blowing up. So you can't argue with that, really. That That's the one that I wish would have been in the top 10, but wasn't. But still, you can't have everything. My pick for this would be The Fugitive, 
1993 film starring Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. And that got knocked out quite early because it faced Predator in one of the early rounds. And I would definitely put this in my top 10 action movies. It's a great film. It's perhaps not got the most action of any action film in, but it's got a couple of good action scenes like the big train crash at the beginning, the bit where Harrison Ford dives off the dam. And also there's a couple of good fight scenes later on. I also think it's a really intelligent thriller. It's got a good sort of conspiracy story going on and really well acted by Tommy Lee Jones in particular, who won an Oscar for his performance. How many Oscars do you see an action movie get? And actually, The Fuse 2 was nominated for about six Oscars, believe it or not. So yeah, great performances from the two lead actors and a really enjoyable film. And I would replace Total Recall in the top 10 with The Fugitive. And I'll go into the reasons why I make that decision a little bit later on. I've got a few that I could easily have put into uh, put into the top ten. Um, Hot Fuzz is a film that most people will call a comedy, um, but it's non-stop action all the way through the film, and there's so many good action scenes. It's such a well-directed and well-written film. And, of course, it's so well-acted from Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as well, so I could easily have picked Hot Fuzz. I didn't. Um, I could easily have picked First Blood, another absolutely wonderful um, action film. It is an action film, even though a lot of people will see it probably more of as a drama um, with action. Um, I don't, but it's such a good, um, nuanced film. The It shows off um, Sylvester Stallone's acting skills and my big um, man love affair with uh, Sylvester Stallone almost put that film in there. Um, but again... It didn't make it, and the film that I chose was um, The Dark Knight. I, I just love the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman films. I know a lot of people aren't too happy with The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I'm not really sure what the what the beef is about that one, but I, I love the whole trilogy. And um, what I love about it most, and particularly in The Dark Knight, is um, how it's grounded in reality. It's, um, it's a superhero film that isn't in a superhero world. It's in the real world. Um, you know, we might call it Gotham City, but we all know um, it's just an American metropolis. Um, and it's fantastic to see a film that doesn't have to resort to... Um, impossible technology or superpowers um, for the villains or for the heroes and uh, and I absolutely love The Dark Knight. Heath Ledger of course got his posthumous Oscar for um, for his performance in the film um, and I think that you know the film itself could have could have won more awards. Um, I think it's a, a wonderful film and stands up as the best superhero film that um, that there's been. And the second question is, which movie are you surprised didn't even get a nomination for the Action Movie World Cup? There was 170 films nominated in total between user nominations and um, the IMDb Top 100, but still quite a few decent films that didn't make the cut. So I'm interested to know which film were you surprised didn't even get a nomination? My choice for this would be Die Hard with a Vengeance, the second sequel to Die Hard, which came out in 1995. I think it's a really good film, nearly as good as the original, in fact. I really love the dynamic between Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Two guys are thrown into a situation that neither of them wants to be in, nor do they want to be with each other. And they have to solve all these puzzles, really clever puzzles at the beginning of the film. It does kind of become a bit more of a generic action film later on. But that first half of the film where they're chasing through New York trying to defuse bombs is really great. And I think it was a bit of a masterstroke to bring back the director, John McTiernan, who did the first one. And it is basically a sequel to the original film rather than even acknowledging the second film. So, yeah, Die Out with a Vengeance. Very surprised that didn't get any kind of a nomination Again, I'm going to take a bit of a liberty and have two choices here. Um, first of all, I'm going to go with Top Gun. 
Um, I'm more surprised it's not there from what other people think of the film rather than what I do. It's got some amazing aerial um, shots in there. Some of those actions, uh, flying action scenes are amazing. Um, it's got everything that a good 80s action film needs with its uh, uh, high speed, love interest, homoeroticism. It's, it's got everything. So um, I'm surprised Top Gun didn't make it in the, uh, in, into the action movie World Cup. But the, the guilty pleasure film that I want to just quickly mention that I wish I'd nominated is, uh, is Will Smith's iRobot. Um, I really, really like that film. Uh, I think it's got a great, um, it's got a, a great little story. It's got a great cast. Um, Will Smith is his usual self, um, back on form, um, and even the, uh, the the character Sonny, the 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 robot in question, uh, is played fantastically. And apart from the terrible product placement for companies like Audi and um, Converse, uh, that that is rammed right down your throat. Apart from that, I think iRobot is is a wonderful film and uh, and and really deserved to have been in this competition. The film that I choose that hasn't been. Um in the top in the, in the actual competition is the 1992 Sylvester Stallone film Demolition Man. Now I know it's not everyone's cup of tea but I, I love the chemistry between Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone in the film. Sandra Bullock is looking good and there's some good one-liners, a dystopian future with uh, with Humphrey out of Yes Minister in it, Nigel Hawthorne as the uh, self-appointed leader of this dystopian society and a bit of product placement with Taco Bell and also with just a nice bit of car chase in the middle, lots of action, lots of violence, probably a bit, a bit too much for what the film, the comedic sort of stance of the film. But oh, I loved Demolition Man, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I was just surprised that it wasn't in the, in the competition. It's got intrigue in it, you know, who knows how to use the three seashells. And if you don't like it, you'll find one credit for violating the verbal morality statute. Okay, then let's move on to our top 10 rundown. But before we do, let's just give you a few stats about the films in our top 10. Firstly, there are two films each directed by Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, Paul Verhoeven and John McTiernan. There are three films with a story written by George Lucas. There are three films starring Harrison Ford and also three films starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, surprisingly non-starring Sylvester Stallone. There are no films from the 21st century. All the films are from the 1980s or 1990s. And there are five films from the period 1986 to 1989. So I think what that tells us is that if you made a film between 86 and 89 directed by one of those four directors and starring Harrison Ford and Arnold Schwarzenegger, written by George Lucas, it probably would have been the best action film ever made. And yet, surprisingly, our number one pick only falls into one of those categories. So we'll get on to that in due course. Let's move on to the top 10 rundown. So kicking things off in 10th place is The Matrix from 1999, starring Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne. A computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Whoa. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. So what do we think of the Matrix? 
this one really surprised me to be honest i thought matrix would be much higher i was expecting a top five finish for it um i think it's a absolutely iconic film that um, set a new standard for action movies when it came out it had a fantastic story about us all being enslaved in this alien world um, and our whole lives not being real and for days after all you'd talk about is red pill blue pill um, and all, all of the concepts that came in came up in the film of using telephone boxes to escape situations and um, being able to alter the world around you it was just a wonderful wonderful concept that was marvelously done it was a stylish film um, you know the Keanu Reeves coat has uh, gone down in history um, it definitely did glamorize gun uh, use um, that you know there are some uh, some scenes particularly the one where uh, Keanu's got the long coat on dual wielding his weapons and um, uh, you know running up the side of a wall uh, looks absolutely stunning but it definitely glamorizes guns um, and, and that's probably the only downside to what I thought was an amazing film that was unfortunately sullied by its um, follow-ups. I really like The Matrix I know it went on to the trilogy sort of petered out after the first one really but I, I love the film I like the uh, I think Keanu Reeves plays it excellently. He's ideal, uh, the ideal candidate to play Neo. Uh, I like the, the 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 whole scenario of the of humans being slaved into this and living their lives in this computer generated and controlled environment. Um, and the fact that they know about it and they want to get out of it that's really good. And I like the um, the actions incredible. Uh, the fact that Agent Smith's everywhere and the fact that it's just the, so cool when he walks in with the long black coat and uh, and then with the slow-mo effects as well with the dodging the bullet and everything like that. I just think it's excellent. Uh, my favourite bit, I love the bit in the foyer when they, when he's behind the, when they're behind the pillar and then the Agent Smith just blow, literally gets blown away. The pillar literally goes down to nothing but they still manage to do the somersaults and the slow motion um, effects and get out of it but yeah i just think the uh, matrix is it's a good film and definitely deserves to be in the top 10. so i don't have a lot to say about this film because i only saw it once back in about 2000 what i do remember is that it was one of the first films i watched on dvd i got my dvd player they were costing about 200 pounds for the cheapest ones then and i remember borrowing a copy of the matrix off a friend and i was a bit unimpressed with it to be honest i've never watched it since i found it a bit dull I don't remember a lot of great action scenes in it. I don't think I was a fan of the slowed down sort of bullet time action. Um, I probably really need to go and watch it again because everyone seems to rate it really highly and I don't really have much of an opinion on it at all. I barely remember it, to be honest, apart from a few scenes. So yeah, I definitely should give The Matrix another watch, I think. Let's move on to the film in ninth place then. And the first of two films directed by Steven Spielberg, 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Set in 1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the US government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. The Ark. If it is there, the TARDIS, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. Trust me. So this isn't actually my favourite Indiana Jones film that's coming up soon. 
But um, I do really love Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a classic. It's a film that we've all seen at Christmas and on bank holidays and things like that. Uh, it's got some brilliant action scenes in it. I wouldn't necessarily call it an action film myself. It's kind of more of an adventure movie, I guess. Uh, but there's definitely no doubt about some great action scenes. The Boulder chase at the beginning of the film is one of the most iconic ones, of course. But I think the one I like most is the bit where he's hanging, Indiana Jones is hanging underneath the truck with the Archon, uh, dragging behind it on his, holding on by his whip and uh, has to make his way to the front of the car and, and retrieve the truck, drive the truck off so he can take the Ark to the boat that it's eventually taken to. That's probably the most sort of action-packed scene out of all of them and the most, certainly most dangerous looking one. But yeah, it's a classic film, nothing really bad to say about it. It's well deserving of a place in any action movie top 10. Oh, Raiders Lost Ark, a classic. Nothing else you can say, really. It's start of the of the series and a great start. Still at the top, pretty much. Um, I love the uh, I love Harrison Ford in in his sort of this adventure. It's like um, you know, just it's like a superhero, but he isn't. He's just a a, a professor of archaeology, and then he ends up in this as this almost superhero type chap. The iconic scene with the in the tomb at the very start with the giant ball using a Terry's chocolate orange advert. That's how iconic it was. And the fact that it, all the way through with the thing with the snakes and, and in the tomb and also in or in the pyramid, I should say. And then also in the fact that it has the, you know, the, the iconic scenes with Hitler at the end, the way they all just disintegrate. That's very well done, even that still holds up very well today. And of course, my favourite scene, which is the uh, with the uh, enemy with the machete doing all the fancy thing with the with the machete, and Harrison Ford just goes just does an old tut and bang and shoots them. Um, just stuff like that in the market, and the the way she the girls in the basket and get they get swapped around all over the place with them running around. It's just an iconic film, and I I love it. And I'm I thought it might even come higher than ten, but it's glad I'm just glad that it's actually there in the top ten. It deserves to be. Yeah, I agree with you too. Um, really surprised it only just scraped into the top ten. Um, another one I was expecting to finish much higher. I mean, who doesn't want to watch a film about a nineteen thirties teacher searching for some religious iconography? It sounds like the the ultimate action film, doesn't it? Um, but regardless of the the subject matter, they've turned um, Spielberg has turned a superb story into a, a really action packed and suspenseful film. Yeah, so I'm a massive fan of uh, of Raiders. Like Matt, it's not my favourite of the uh, of the indie films, but it's certainly the most iconic, um, and it's the one that I was expecting to be in the top ten. Everybody should already have seen it, but if you haven't watched it, if you have, watch it again. So let's move on to eighth place and another Steven Spielberg film and another Indiana Jones film, and probably one of the most surprising entries into the top ten. I was surprised it got this far. I thought it would be knocked out earlier, but people just kept voting for it. So it's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989. This one's set in 1938, and the plot's fairly similar to the first film, I guess. After his father goes missing while pursuing the Holy Grail, Indiana Jones finds himself up against the Nazis again to stop them from obtaining its power. Keeping up with the Joneses. Harrison Ford, 
Sean Connery. You call this archaeology? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, rated PG-13. What I really like about this film is the dynamic between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery as father and son. That adds a lot of humour to it. Um, but there are, again, some brilliant action scenes in this film, um, particularly the Indiana Jones versus a tank scene where he's trying to get his father and uh, Marcus Brody out of the tank. Uh, and that's a really brilliant, well-made scene. Again, quite dangerous looking like the truck scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. A couple of other great action scenes is the one where they're in Venice and he's... Uh, in the little speedboat and it's getting chopped up by the big propeller of the bigger boat that's quite a good scene as well and also the introductory sequence with river phoenix as young indiana jones where he's on the train as well so there are some great action scenes in it as, as i said i'm pretty surprised it made it into the top 10 even though it is my favorite of the indiana jones films and uh yeah i love indiana jones and the last crusade um it's a, a lot of action not quite sure if it's quite, I don't know, I think I prefer Raiders Lost Ark for the action side of things, to be honest. I know that's pretty controversial, but I just, it's more iconic. I can remember more of it. Uh, but I, what I love about this is the interaction between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. I just like the fact you see the human side of Indiana Jones. Um, they bring his, his father into it. And the fact that he's, his mission is to try and rescue him. And I just like that human side. It's still got, has plenty of action. And it's it is a really good adventure. Yeah, like my Last Crusade's my favourite indie film. Um, I love the the chemistry, as everybody says. Uh, you know, Sean Connery was a, a masterstroke bringing him into the into the fray. Um, I think there's there's a lot more comedy in this one, and it and it's definitely a action stroke comedy stroke adventure. Um, but it's the indie world brought up to date in the sense that it felt like more of a a, a modern film not that the story was modern or the setting or anything like that just that the filmmaking was where well, it felt more modern um and the effects and the and the action felt more modern uh, it felt like it, it the films had grown up with us so i'm a massive fan of last crusade definitely my favorite of the indie films um and so pleased that it made it into the top 10 even though it is the biggest surprise that's in there Okay, let's move on to the film that's in seventh place, the first of two films to be directed by Paul Verhoeven. It's 1990's Total Recall, when a man goes for a virtual vacation with memories of the planet Mars, an unexpected and harrowing series of events force him to go to the planet for real. Or is he? Mr. Quaid, so try to calm down! My name is not Quaid. They stole his mind. They erased your identity and implanted a new one. Now, he wants it back. We can't let him run around. He knows too much. There! Get ready for the ride of your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Total Recall. So this is the film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, based on a short story by Philip K. Dick. What do we think about Total Recall? Total Recall. I just love it. It's over the top, it's badass, it's got a brilliant story. Um, just like The Matrix, it's one of them that makes you think in what's in your head and what's real. Um, it's got great action, it's got some really over the top special effects, um, you know, heads separating, um, explosions, it's got um, a thrilling chase, 
it's it's just an a, an amazing sci-fi action um, thriller, and 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 I love it. And in the same way that people like me dis Demolition Man for being so over the top and so out there, uh, I I think Total Recall is the same, but in a much better way. I just love the way the world's been realised, um, and I I love everything about uh, Total Recall. Um, I even love the remake. So yeah, Total Recall for me. So glad it's made it. Total Recall. Well, where do I start with this one? Love the film. Um, I've always liked it. I've, um, I love the, the story. is a very interesting, very intriguing. Uh, you don't know any flashbacks, but you just don't know, you know, you just don't know where it's going to go next. You just, obviously, once you've seen it, then you do. But when you first watch it, and I, when I first watched it, it was just incredible. I was just where, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen next. I like the fact, the interaction... Uh, with the characters are all quite memorable and you've got your cheesy one-liners in there get your ass to Mars and all the bits and pieces to it but I just because when you first watch it you just don't know what's going to happen next so that's that was the intrigue for me I like the fact that it's you've got the sci-fi elements you've got your action scenes you've got and I think the effects still hold up pretty well the bit where Arnie's head comes off and it splits into different pieces and then he throws it at the guy and it explodes at the customs at Mars and I just think the overall story you know even with the bit of comedy see you had the body rigged uh, and stuff like that it's just as his arm sliced off in the lift it's brilliant one-liners action bit of craziness bit of cheesiness but that's what I love about it so yeah I just think it's uh, overall it's a great film so it definitely deserves to be in the top 10. When the voting was going on, there was lots of people saying Total Recall was a really great action film, one of their favourites, and I didn't have any great memories of it. I never really rated it when I watched it when I was younger. So I watched it again recently while the tournament was going on, and, well, my opinion hasn't really changed at all. I find it really just a very expensive B-movie. The story's great, I can't argue with that, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's good in it as well, but the rest of the cast is a very B-movie cast. People like Sharon Stone who was quite popular in the early 90s, but is a definitely not a A-realist actress. You've got people like Michael Ironside in it as well. Uh, the special effects and the set design aren't great either. There's a lot of rubber heads in it. There's some really badly designed scenery that looks pretty cheap, like it was just sprayed with silver spray paint. And the car, the taxi with the Johnny cab in it, uh, is really just embarrassingly bad to look at. Now, some of that might have just aged badly and it might have been better back in the day, but I just also find the action scenes really dull. It's mainly just people shooting the crap out of each other, uh, lots of innocent people getting caught in the crossfire. I think nearly all the main action scenes are that kind of sequence of just people shooting at each other across a room, except for the final sequence in the sort of alien reactor thing. Uh, that's quite good with the holograms. That's actually aged reasonably well and is quite a clever action scene, but overall... I just can't understand why people rate this film so highly. It's just a very average film um, with not the greatest production design either, considering it costs about 60 million to make. So we'll move on to the film that finished in sixth place in our list, and it's a second film directed by Paul Verhoeven. It's 1987's Robocop. In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. He died a hero. Target! And was reborn as Robocop. A 
one-man police force with the strength of an army, the speed of a laser, the brain of a computer, and a body made of steel. Looking for me? Robocop, rated R. Robocop I find quite an interesting film. I don't think it's aged very well in some respects. Some of the stop-motion animation is not great on Ed 209. Although there are, I think the one scene that really stands out to me, and it's a scene that I watched first when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old and I got Robocop on a pirate video. And it's the scene where Ed 209 is first demonstrated and he malfunctions and just shoots the young executive to pieces. And it's just such a horrifyingly violent scene. And that just sets the tone for the whole film, which is incredibly violent. In terms of action sequences, there are some, for, for sure. There's some fight scenes, there's some shootouts and things like that. Probably the shootout in the drugs factory is probably the main sort of action scene. But more than the action, it's just so horrendously violent and, and for some reason just kind of almost hilarious because of it. It's just so over the top. And it has got a great story. Uh, I watched it recently, probably about a year ago, I would say, and found that it had got a level that I'd not really seen before. It's the sort of backstory and the sort of a sad story about Murphy trying to recover his humanity. I actually found that quite touching, which I think if you watch it the first couple of times, the violence just completely overtakes any kind of subtlety about it. But yeah, overall, Robocop, definitely a classic. Not the most action-packed action film in our list, but definitely deserves to be there nonetheless, I think. The thing with Robocop for me is that I think most of us watched it when we were younger than the certification on the film and i think because it's so over the top violent um it it means more to us more than any other film i think this is one of the ones where everybody wanted to watch it who was underage um and and i know certainly um i wasn't of age i watched it and it was all we could talk about did you see this bit did you see that bit um you know did you see the the, the exec getting shot to pieces did you see the uh the, the man with acid over him um, melting on the screen and and that was what we were what we cared about which was the most violent scene that we saw um it wasn't a video nasty but it was a video nasty uh you know it wasn't one that was uh, held up as you know ban this filth but i i just think that that it was that complete over the top throw everything in um but there's a good story in there as well you know and, and it's a story that's been told many times about you know somebody uh it's the bionic man basically um but it was just done so well and and the effects particularly the effects of robocop himself were, were brilliant the way the way he moved the way the guns came out of his body parts and and things like that um the directives were brilliant um obviously harking back to um to iRobot and, uh, and and the uh, prime directives uh, of robotics and all of that stuff it was just fantastic and and i probably don't watch it more than maybe once every five years but every time i do i get a, a you know a gleeful smile um and the only thing that that puts me off these days is the the effects of ed 209 are so poor the stop motion um these days it's laughable to watch in a lot of places the that that particular bit of animation um and i'd love to see a special edition where they could uh, cgi the hell out of that and make it look more real um because it puts me off in the same way as a film like ghostbusters and the devil dogs um are, are so poor 
Um, I'd, I'd love to see uh, Ed 209 given a real oomph and turn him into a proper killing machine. Right, Robocop. I got this on VHS in 1987 when it came out for my birthday. So I've known it a long time since, pretty much since, I didn't see it at the cinema, unfortunately. But I got it from on VHS, so it was quite nice. And I've always had a soft spot for it. I think it's a good film. There's plenty of action, probably more violence than you'd expect when there's a little bit of, in a film of that nature. But that's, uh, it is set in the future, so it's just slightly dystopian future. So... Uh, with a, a controlling organisation. So, yeah, I can understand that, but Robocop's good. I like the, um, the effects still look pretty good today, especially the bit when you can look through his eyes and you see all the, the digital and the graphics and the text coming down. Um, simple but effective. Uh, the ED-209 scene now looks a bit... Uh, stop motion looks a bit out of date. And the fact that it's... Especially the bit when it goes on the stairs and it tumbles down like a little plastic toy, which I suppose, well, it's just a model, as you know, but... You look back at that and it doesn't look so good today. But overall, I did love, you know, I love Robocop. I like this, the, all the scenes. I like the way he deals with things, you know, just shooting criminals through people's girls' skirts and stuff. And uh, you all move creep and all the one-liners are good too. So, yeah, um, I think it holds up pretty well today. And I, I still happily sit through it and watch it through. And uh, definitely, you know... It's violent, but it's definitely deserved, and the action is still pretty, pretty ongoing. So, I say it definitely deserves to be in this top ten. So we're halfway through our top ten. Let's look at the film that finished in fifth place, and it's a film that some people would argue is not an action film at all. And in fact, I was making that very argument myself early on in the competition. It's the 1980 classic, The Empire Strikes Back, the sequel to Star Wars, of course. After the Rebels are overpowered by the Empire on the ice planet Hoth, Luke Skywalker begins Jedi training with Yoda while his friends are pursued across the galaxy by Darth Vader and a bounty hunter named Boba Fett. The Empire strikes back. The Star Wars saga continues. The Rebels are there. I'm sure Skywalker is with them. He will join us or die. The Rebel forces battle the Empire and Darth Vader. Join me. Don't make me destroy you. The Empire Strikes Back. So this is my favourite film of all time, without doubt. I love The Empire Strikes Back. But if you were to ask me what my favourite action film is, I'd never say this. I would say one of the films that's coming up later as it happens. Um, because I think I primarily would see this as kind of a space fantasy film. It's definitely got action in it. But yeah, I could see why people would say it's not really an action film. But then if you dissect some of the scenes in it, if I was to describe these scenes without having the Star Wars elements to them, you've got a scene early in the film where there's kind of a trench warfare battle, a pitch battle between giant tanks and small biplanes, let's say. Uh, that's then followed with a chase through a busy New York City street uh, where fast, manoeuvrable cars like Porsches are chasing basically a giant battered old truck. That's the asteroid field scene, if you hadn't worked it out. Follow that up then with a shootout in a luxury hotel, and then finally a duel between a father and son in a dangerous warehouse. Now, if you were to say that those were four scenes in a film, you'd say without a shadow of a doubt that it's an action film, and they are the four major action scenes from Empire Strikes Back. So even now, I wouldn't say it's my favourite action film, but yet it is definitely an action-packed film and my favourite film. So 
make of that what you will. Right, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, what can I say? I was as a Star Wars fan. It is the, probably the pinnacle of Star Wars films for myself personally. Even though I, uh, it's hard because A New Hope is the one that started it all, and that's all uh, another one. It's they're both up there together, pretty much for me. I love the action in this. It starts off with the great scene on Hoth in the snow. The snow speed is bringing down the Atats, and it, that is one of the iconic battles in Star Wars. Uh, it's not there's no Death Star blowing up, but it's still up there as one of the best battles in Star Wars. And it has my favourite scene in a Star Wars film in it when the Millennium Falcon and Solo pilots it towards the, the bridge of a death of a um, Star Destroyer, and suddenly disappears, and he magnetically attaches to the side of the of the other ship. And then when they release, they're just about to go to hyperspace. They release their garbage and they let go and float off with it. And you think he's got away with it, and it's really clever. And then, as the Millennium Falcon, then once they've hyperspaced away, he starts. He ends up and, and flies off. And then suddenly, you notice another ship switch on, ignite its engines, and follow them. And that's Boba Fett, who relentlessly follows them all the way through the film. After that, I uh, the bounty hunter. So yeah, that's a, that's a clever move, and I love that scene. Uh, but overall, it's a cracking film, cracking film, and it's got end-to-end -end action, and it's probably the best of the Star Wars films. Well, no arguments from me. Empire Strikes Back is the best of the nine or eleven Star Wars films, depending on how you're counting. Um, but it's the best. Um, I have no doubt about that, and it's got the best uh, action scenes of all of the films. I, I love the trench run in the uh, in A New Hope, but I don't think it holds a candle to. Um, to, to the battle of on planet Hoth, on the ice planet. I, I just think it's superb where we get to see Atats in full force and the snow speeders, uh, you know, the way they bring down the Atats with the with the tow cable is just a, an absolutely beautiful moment in uh, in film history and, and was translated really well into, into a video game as well. Some people might say that, you know, the middle bit's not got that much action in, but I would say most films are like that. Not not all films can can hold um, 100 mile an hour action up for, for the whole uh, two hour running time so um, I would say Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film the best action in a Star Wars film if you discount discount some of the scenes in The Phantom Menace which a lot of people really hate um, I'm not one of them I like the film but there's some wonderful action in there um, if, if you're talking about the, the duel of the fates fight um, at the end and the, and the pod race scene um, but we're not talking about uh, Phantom Menace um, Empire Strikes Back other than that has the best scenes I love the film to death it's also the film where we get the big um, the, the big twist uh, you know, Luke, I'm your father business. Um, so it's just a wonderful film that deserves to be right up there. Um, I probably am surprised that a Star Wars film didn't make the top three. But number five for Empire Strikes Back, I'm really happy. OK, we're moving to the top four then. So these are the four films that made the semi-finals or better. And we're starting with, in fourth place, Predator. The 1987 film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as the leader of a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle who find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. Whatever it is out there, we killed Harper and now it wants us. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle, it just came alive and took him. It kills for pleasure. He was skinned alive! It hunts for sport. Skinless one at a time. Ah! But this time, if it bleeds, 
we can kill it. It's picked the wrong man to hunt. Ah! Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator. Right, Predator. Yeah, another great Arnie vehicle. What I love about Predator is the setting. It's an alien warrior. He's stuck on Earth. You've got these top command crack commandos in engaged in jungle warfare. Now, no one don't question why what's happening and going on, but the fact that they've got, now got an adversary, the equal or better of them, from another planet with lasers and all other bits and pieces as his disposal, they have to engage him in on their level. But what I love about it is setting an alien on our, on Earth. And he's engaging in combat on our terms in our in a jungle on the planet here. So that's what I love about the film is that it's set in, it's so different premise that you've got these commandos who are over the top pretty much all of them like badass dudes, but they're fighting something from extraterrestrial, but on our terms basically. And you know he's the alien's got all this technology to use. And what does Arnie do? He just covers himself in mud and lies under the water with the snorkel and then beats him at the end which is what you'd expect so yeah it's it's a great film definitely very very worthy obviously with the with the action to be in our top 10 i completely agree with simon i've said many times that i love my films to have some grounding in reality um whether that's being set on a current or near future earth or whether it's just avoiding the use of magic and um, other fantastical elements. And I think Predator does that. Even the uh, even the alien, you don't question the technology that he's got um, because of the, you know, coming from this advanced planet. It still seems like technology that might one day be possible or has already become possible. Um, you know, and it, things like his heat sensor, um, it... it that that's used widely these days and back then but to put it in a film and and it'd be a main you know hunting tactic it was really clever so um it's it's a film grounded in reality but obviously massively uh massively over the top and futuristic in in terms of a, an alien crash landing um I, I think it's a film that despite going off in a bit of a different direction with with some of the sequels um has had its story explained much better over time as well um so so i think watching the future films helps you to enjoy this first one as well um i've gone back and watched it and enjoyed it more than i did the first time even though i liked it the first time so i i'm 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 definitely a big fan of predator one of my favorite arnie films not my favorite but one of um I'm glad Arnie's got a film in, in the top 10. Well, he's got two films in the top 10 with Total Recall, but I'm glad he's got one in, in the top five and uh, and was battling it out in the semi-finals. I think he deserves that um, as one of the greatest action heroes of all time. Uh, and yeah, Predator is uh, another fine example of a great 80s action film. Predator's actually a bit of a strange one for me because when you look at it, there's actually only maybe two or three action scenes in the whole film. They're really good action sequences. Obviously, you've got where the commandos meet up with the sort of rebel group, in, whatever they are, the little army, and they take them all out. And then you've got the first sort of encounter with the Predator, and then obviously the final sort of showdown with Arnie and the Predator, where they take it all back to basics. But it's a bit strange that it's classed as one of these amazing action films, and it definitely is, but actually there's not that many action films in it. What I really like about it is you've got this army of hardened, badass commandos uh, with all this firepower and the actors that play them are quite sort of 
veterans of action movies. You've got people like Carl Weathers and Bill Duke and Jesse Ventura and Sonny Landham all been in other action films prior to this, and they've put them all together as this sort of small army, and yet with all their capabilities, they're still not able to take out this one mysterious sort of hunter that's hunting them all down. Uh, until, of course, you get the final showdown where, of course, Big Bad Arnie does finally take out the Predator with some basic skills with all that sort of technology put to one side and it's just sort of the simple environmental things that actually win the battle in the end. So, yeah, strange film, really, and as much as it's a really highly regarded action film with not a lot of action in it, really, when you come down to it, but definitely still a great film and I think it would be on most people's top ten list for sure. In third place, we have the second film, Predator being the first, that was directed by John McTernan just a year later. It's the 1988 classic Die Hard, and I think we were all surprised when this didn't make the final. I think most people had it tipped to be the outright winner. It was defeated by the film that finished in second place, which we'll get onto in a moment. But Die Hard, a New York police officer, tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. This summer, take the ride of your life. Dodge bullets, leap from skyscrapers, and survive 127 blazing minutes of non-stop excitement. Welcome to the party! All in 70mm six-track Dolby stereo oh. that will blow you through the back wall of the theater. Die Hard, rated R. For me, Die Hard is definitely the ultimate action movie. Even that stuff I said about Empire Strikes Back before, if you'd asked me what my favourite action movie was, I'd definitely be saying it was Die Hard. Uh, watch it every year, usually on Christmas Eve. Uh, and although I know exactly what's happening, I still enjoy it. Um, I think you could argue that it kind of redefined action movies a little bit because before that you'd got the big muscle-bound stars like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. They were the action heroes. And Bruce Willis, he's, he's not really a wimp or anything like that, but he wasn't a big action movie star before Die Hard. And he doesn't really look the part. He seems quite normal looking. You know, he's not muscle bound. Um, he's running around with no shoes on for most of the film, although I've always wondered why he didn't actually try some of the other terrorist shoes on after he gave up when he couldn't fit his feet in the first one that he killed shoes. But anyway, um, he, he's not really vulnerable. I feel like he, he's portrayed as being quite vulnerable. I think you know he's never going to get killed in the film but there are moments where he's really under the the pressure he's you know bloodied and cut to bits and dirty and you know all on his own and yet somehow he prevails against these terrorists oh, die hard my staple viewing on christmas eve every year i know that's a controversy for some people it's not a christmas movie but it is set in christmas it's got a christmas spirit it's got a christmas party it's you know and terrorists turn up your average christmas for most people but yeah, great film, amazing action. What I like about it is the way he utilises what he finds and what he gets from the terrorists and he plays with them. And you've got Hans Gruber, who's this, played very well by Alan Rittman, who's this very clever, very suave and sophisticated style of terrorist. And John McClane outwits him, basically, just by utilising his what he can find around and what he can get off the terrorists he's already bumped off. And it's just a, a, a great film. Um, I think it deserved to be in the top two, but even winning the competition, but you guys voted and it's uh, in at three. So that's still pretty high and still pretty good. So yeah, great film, great action. And it's uh, it wishes you, you know, it's a Merry Christmas for everybody. Just like everyone else, Die Hard 
it's a staple watch um, at Christmas. It's um, one of the best action films of all time. It's got a great character in John McClane that I'm not surprised they came back as in, in multiple films and created a, his own um, action kind of brand for, for Bruce Willis. Not surprised at all that this has endured because um, a lot of the things that, that Matt said are right about, you know, bits of vulnerability. He's not a muscle-bound hero. Um, and, and, and I do love that you see him get hurt as the film goes on. You know, he's barefoot and his feet are getting cut to shreds. Um, there's the scene where he kicks through the window after jumping off, wrapped up in a fire hose. Um, and, and you clearly see his bloody defeat. But, um, and then shooting the window and smashing through that with his feet. And, you, and, and I wince when I watch that because I, I'm feeling the pain that, that he's going through. And I think that's a really good thing to do in an action film because it, it's too easy to, to see them as these... Um, you know, the kind of uh, hero who can't get hurt, they're invulnerable, they're invincible. And I think often Arnie and Stallone um, and Dolph Lundgren and people like that portray them as, as, as these invincible characters who, you know, nothing's going to hurt them, even bullets won't stop them. But John McClane doesn't look like that. Um, Bruce Willis doesn't look like that. And, and the film doesn't play out like that. Uh, and that's what I love about it. Um, there's not really much for me to say about plot or action scenes or whatever that hasn't been said before. And if you haven't watched Die Hard, then you're probably never going to. Um, but yeah, definitely deserves top three. Very surprised it didn't win it, to be honest. I wouldn't have chosen it as a winner, but I would be. I was very surprised. So now we move into the top two. And in second place, the first of two films directed by James Cameron which would seemingly make him the best action movie director of all time, although I think people who watch Titanic or Avatar would have something to say about that. Anyway, Terminator 2 was released in 1991. A cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her teenage son, John Connor, from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. Same make. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Mom! Come with me if you want to live. You're really real. His loyalty is to a child. Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now. And his enemy... He's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. ...is the deadliest machine ever built. Can it be destroyed? Unknown. This time, there are two. Terminator 2. You just can't go around killing people. Why? If you thought you had seen it all... Look again. Stay down! Go! Now! Schwarzenegger. 
2, Judgment Day. This time, he's back. For good. Trust me. I think Terminator 2 is just an example of how good a writer and director James Cameron is. Um, he, he's kind of turned the story on its head by um, making Arnie the hero instead of the villain. And I think that was a really good way to go. Um, it would be um, difficult to keep him as a villain because he's a likeable character. And whilst he played it really well in The Terminator, um, you, you want to root for him. He's an action hero, not an action villain um, for the most part. Uh, and and I, I loved that, that that was the way they went with it. And luckily for me, um, I went to see the film without knowing that that was what was going to happen. I went on a first date. Um, we weren't going to see that film. It was the only one that we could get into um, uh, at the time we wanted to watch. So we went in and it was pre-internet, obviously. Um, so I hadn't seen any trailers. Uh, I'd seen the first tr Terminator and loved it. Um, watched Terminator 2 and was blown away the scene where um you know he's he's hunting down john connor um and in get in the back of the the shopping mall uh he's got the the box the flower box with uh with a shotgun in it and you see him chasing after john connor and just as as he's about to reach him um the, the door bursts open and a cop comes flying out um and you think John's going to get saved. The cops come to save him. And then Arnie opens the box and the shotgun's in there. And he utters the words, get down, and blasts away at the cop. And you see that the cop's actually a Terminator. It, it was amazing. And I'm so glad I saw that without knowing, um, because that was, uh, you know, a special moment that you, that you can never get back. Um, if I'd have known that was coming, I don't think I'd have had quite the same I impact of, of watching that film. But it's a memory that'll stick with me, that feeling. Um, and I, ju I just loved the relentlessness of it, the way that um, the, the, the new Terminator uh, was non-stop and he was never going to give up. And every time you think he's beat, he's not. Um, the effects for the for the um, the liquid metal was just superb. Um, I, I love the way, uh, you know, his hands can change into blades, into hooks, into anything. And, he, you know, you see him chasing after the car, running at high speed grabbing onto the back of the car and then sticking his metal hands through the car and it was just like how are you ever going to stop this this terminator um arnie's terminator was pure strength this is not pure strength this is far more than that and i i absolutely love the film um i don't think that um i would have had any problem with terminator 2 being the winner um it i I'm not sure what my favourite action film of all time is. Um, it may well be Terminator 2. I just can't decide. But I think it's a fabulous film. I think it's worthy of being in the top two. I'm glad it made the final. And uh, yeah, really, really pleased with this one. Terminator 2. I actually prefer the first Terminator, to be really honest. But Terminator 2, it's got, it's got everything, hasn't it? It's got action. It's got amazing characters. Uh, you've got Arnie playing the original Terminator that he played in the, the original film, and now he's come back and he's protecting John Connor, who's Sarah Connor's son, who in the future is the one that leads the rebellion against the machines. It's clever that it's got this, the story arc is still maintained. It's really much, I find it just, it's pretty much a rehash of the first film, but just with the extra um, 
premise of this other Terminator, the T-1000 coming down. And now this is different because it's the relentlessness of this film. He, You feel it watching it as a viewer. It's just this Terminator is relentless. It never stops coming for John. And it's just crazy. It's just, it doesn't matter what they do, you just think, how are they going to beat this guy? They blow him away, he just form, forms to liquid on, and then just reforms himself like mercury. And he gets shot in the head and has a massive hole and it just heals itself. He just, and they don't know who he is. Every time he meets a human, he can, as soon as he touches anyone, he can become them. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. So that's, it's, that is amazing. You really feel that when you're watching it. So yeah, because of that action, the relentless Terminator, it, it's just an amazing film. So um, Arnie plays his typical character. There's a few one-liners again, but not that many. And it's just, the action is just over and over. It keeps, keeps coming. And what I like about it, the scene that I always like, it's, it's probably not actually, it's just, a, it could be in any film, this scene, but it's just Sarah Connor at the fence, um, at the playgrounds, looking at all the kids playing and herself and, and families. And next minute, the city, the nuclear explosion and the city gets destroyed. And they're all there in the fire. It's harrowing, but that could be in any of the nuclear films, to be honest. But it's part of that Terminator, and it's an iconic scene that I still find quite shocking today. But yeah, great film, great action. You can't ask for more than that. And it comes in at number two. There's no doubt that Terminator 2 is an excellent film. It's a great action film. It's a relentless action from beginning to end. Uh, some brilliant action sequences and some amazing special effects as well. For me, I never rated it as highly as the original. I find the original film a lot more intense and uh, and the Arnie as a villain is so much better than Arnie as a hero. Uh, even having said that, I think Robert Patrick does make a brilliant villain in Terminator 2, but the way they kind of nicified the Terminator, the T-800, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, um, you know, getting him to say hasta la vista and things like that was a little bit cheesy. That said, there's no doubt that as a big budget explosive action movie, it's hard to beat really. There's some fantastic scenes in there, the sort of relentless chase scenes where Robert Patrick's character is chasing down, for example, in the LA spillway when he's in the truck chasing Arnie and John Connor on the motorbike is a really good scene, a really good sequence in fact. But yeah, for me, I wouldn't have Terminator 2 in my top 10. I would definitely have the original Terminator in its place, even though you could argue it's slightly less of an action film than the second one. So finally we get to our winner in first place, also directed by James Cameron, the 1986 sequel to Alien, Aliens. Ellen Ripley is rescued by a deep salvage team after being in hypersleep for 57 years. The moon that the Nostromo visited has been colonised, but contact is lost with the colony. This time Marines have impressive firepower, but will that be enough? Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study. Not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. I am me. Yeah. I am me. Yeah. Get on the ready line, Marine. Get down the die. Get on the ready line. 
So this is our winner. Now the original Alien was an excellent film, but it was it was it had action, but it was slow and fast paced, slow and fast paced. But it was still an excellent movie. But this is up to up to the game. You've got this group of badass Marines being sent to the uh, moon where they first discovered the aliens to see what's happened to the colonists that have been put there. And it's yep, start as soon as the aliens appear, and there's a lot more of them. The action ensues and it's violent and it's it's well choreographed well done the effects are good and it's 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 a lot more to it than in the first film with the action sequences and it's it is excellent what i like about it is a bit when the ripley goes in to face the queen and then the egg hatches and then with the fire that she uses to kill them and then gets away it's a very excellently um, film scene and overall it's just an amazing experience but yeah definitely definitely a worthy winner so out of the two films that were in the final aliens and terminator 2 aliens is definitely my favorite of the two i definitely put it in my top 10 action films as well i think it's a great film it's totally different to the original alien uh, it takes the concept from there and just completely blows it up into basically a war movie between these hardened space marines and an army of just primal killing machines so a bit like predator to begin with it's quite a slow paced film there's a lot of tension built up without a lot happening and eventually of course you get the the scene where they discover the nest of aliens and virtually the entire platoon of space marines is taken out in just that one sequence i think it's got some brilliant characters in it most notably probably hudson played by bill paxton and obviously sigourney weaver as ripley is a really brilliant action hero um, the only female action hero, I think, of any of the films that we've been talking about, or most of the films in the tournament as well, to be honest. Uh, so it's quite fitting that she stood out above all the blokes and actually won the thing. Um, but the the scene that I really like, uh, the escape from the planet is brilliant, um, where she's gone back to the alien nest to rescue Newt. But what I really like is after that, they make their way back to the Solarco, the big spaceship, and... You think the film's over, it's pretty much, you know, you even got the music that sounds like it's building towards the end credits. And then suddenly the Queen plunges her tail through the chest of Lance Henriksen's character Bishop. And uh, there's that fight between Ripley and the alien Queen with the power loader and the airlock and everything. And it's really tense. The music's great. Uh, there's loads of like fighting and stuff. And it's like a fist fight between two massive 
sort of specimens, the, the queen and the power loader. So, yeah, it's a great way to end the film. And like I say, I think you think it's over and then you've got this amazing action sequence just to polish it all off. It's an absolutely fantastic end. So brilliant film. Wouldn't have been my choice for number one, but I'm still happy to say that Aliens is a worthy winner of this tournament. Well, what can I say after, you know, beating 170 other films down to um, this last uh, battle against the, the behemoth of uh, Terminator 2, um, who am I to say Aliens doesn't deserve it? it, it I think it absolutely does. I think it's another example of um, how good James Cameron is at sequels. Um, you know, he, he made a, a big change to Terminator um, to to bring about a, a sequel that that whilst many purists will think the first one's better uh, certainly as an action film the second one um i i, I think is is clearly the better film but uh, he's done the same with aliens he's taken ridley scott's creepy um you know quiet and suspenseful uh alien film and turned it into a true action film um in fact into an action horror film uh, I think he's done an, an amazing job with um, w with aliens that when it could have gone a very different way. You know, we could have seen more stealthy um, sequels, but actually what we got was this balls out proper action film that, that's full of testosterone, um, even from the female lead. Uh, it's wonderful that Sigourney Weaver being the only real female action hero in the whole competition um, has come out on top. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see her in more of these kind of uh, action roles um, following uh, Aliens, uh, other than the other Aliens films. But I, I just think it's, uh, it, it's, it's got everything that an action film needs. Um, it's got a good link to the first. You still see it as a continuation of Alien, but it's just up to the ante in every respect. Um, you know, more aliens, more people, um, uh, more action, uh, louder music, uh, bigger guns. It, it's got everything that you want from a sequel. Um, and I've got to tip my hat to James Cameron. And what it does, both Aliens and Terminator 2 coming, uh, you know, first and second, um, what that does is makes me think, oh, maybe we should just give Avatar 2 um you know a bit of a break and let's let's wait and see what that's like because maybe just maybe he can pull something great out of the bag with another sequel okay that brings the action movie top 10 and this discussion to a close thank you to gordon and simon for their contributions but that's not all for the World Cup of Movies by any means. We've already kicked off our next tournament, which is the World Cup of Trilogies. Lots of great trilogies in there and quite a few terrible ones, it has to be said. Uh, thank you to everyone who took part in the last competition and is taking part in the current one. Uh, please do keep on leaving your comments and thoughts about the films that are being nominated and being up for voting. If you're looking for more content about action movies, you can head over to the Movie Muse website where we've got several podcasts, including one where we'll see a face-off between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, and another one about superheroes, one about Bond films, lots of good stuff on there, and lots of other podcasts about other interesting movie topics. That's it for now. All that remains is to finish with a line from our winning film, Aliens. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Bye for now and see you again soon.